I am Angela That's DK, what I love. Mr. Mallard. Uh, join me as always, uh, Mr. Chief of Morale himself, Bud Copeland. Bud, how are you this evening before we go? So the point being is good golfers are a fucking dime a dozen. And we saw it in full swing that the line of demarcation between Here, are you ready, Bud? Are you ready for the players? Are you ready to make money? Are you ready to try to beat me? I didn't do my homework this week. Welcome in, everybody. Tuesday night, as always, here on Divots and Pivots, home on the Fantasy Sports Corporation here on YouTube. Uh, we got ourselves another master hangover episode, master, major hangover episode uh, coming off the Open Championship. I hope you guys are recovered from your sleep and waking up at, you know, 2 in the morning to watch all the tee-offs. But as always, I am Angela Duke, a.k.a. Mr. Mallard, joined by Bud Copeland. Bud, how are you on this fine Tuesday evening, which looks like it might be about to storm outside? Fucking New Englanders in the weather. I have a confession <laughs> to make. The uh, I did not wake up at 1.45 and watch all these opening tee shots and Maybe all that kind of work. stuff. <laughs> because uh, Xfinity, the, I just found out Peacock's no longer included with your Xfinity subscription. So Yeah, so I tried to find that for, for Comcast. Yeah, I found that yeah. out the same way too, actually. <laughs> but... but Tip of the cap to the NBC family of networks. USA and NBC did a great job. It was great to have Nick Faldo back. It, it, people, could, if you're complaining about any of the camera angles or whatever, you got to remember we're working with the European teams. They do things a little bit differently. They're just used to different angles and, you know, whatnot. <clears throat> but um, I'd say all in all, I had an incredible open championship. I loved it. Go dogs. I don't know if you noticed the one-two finish. Sepp Straka there, T2. Georgia Bulldog and obviously Brian Harmon, Brian Harmon with what he was able to accomplish. Uh, I just listened to his interview on the Dan Patrick show and he's in upstate New York, just kind of hanging out with the family and DP asked him a great question and just said, you know, is your life going to change? And he was like, I am 36 years old. I'm a grown man. I've got three kids, a house, a family, a routine. He's like, I got a life. I don't want it to change. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool because I think once people kind of get to know this guy a little bit more and they get to see a little bit more of his story, he uh, they're, they're going to become Brian Harmon fans as you have been for a long time. I'm over here chirping just because he's a Georgia guy and I'm sitting here like, yeah, Bulldogs. You can claim bulldogs. that's okay. You can claim but, but I have to give credit where credit is due, my man. Tip of the cap to you. You had a hell of a weekend in tough conditions and uh, yeah. the Brian Harmon ticket finally <sighs> cashed in for you. So uh, how are things over at Shea Mallard? Shame Mallard. Yeah, they're going good. Yeah, I did have Brian Harmon in my lineups this weekend. Uh, if you listen to the show, you, you you heard that here. Unfortunately, I did miss on a couple others, so there wasn't much of uh, six or six lineups this week, unfortunately, which, as we all know, when it comes to majors, it doesn't usually line up to much profit. But uh, what's important is that we nailed a lot of our picks. Brian Harmon. Important. We did. Um, yeah. But I have another confession to make. What? So. <clears throat> Last week, I kind of thought the stars were aligning for Fairway Jesus. He had the really cute mm. uh, tailor-made ad. I don't know if you saw the Tea Time one finally. It was really adorable, yeah. Tommy and his sweaters. Uh, he, uh, you know, and then he's near his hometown. He's staying at home, all the stuff. And then he gets out to a hot start, but just mm -hmm. 
it's not like he it's not like anybody dropped the ball on Sunday. There was no catching Brian. If you saw John Rom talk about it, he's like somebody asked him a question. He goes, one by six or seven or whatever it was. He was kind of like shrugging, like there was nothing we could do. Like all of us yeah. went out there <clears throat> and we were slinging. I'm sorry, I got some. We were slinging our our stones at the little the little mini giant, and he just would not waver. I texted you Saturday mm -hmm. morning, chirping. I think I, I think it was like a well, yeah, because it was a gif of of a train coming off the tracks or something. He was, was like, two over through four to start off on Saturday, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, this is what I thought was going to happen." You know, once, he acknowledged once I started, that was probably that was probably yeah. his proudest moment of the weekend was when he got off to a rocky start and he knew that like Rom and Rory and these guys are starting to make, he's like, he goes right there. I could have packed it in, you know? Yeah. But well, what was crazy is that it was, so once Brian Harmon, you know, pretty much once he got back to even par on Saturday, that's really all he did between Saturday and Sundays. He just had to stay, he just had to stay even. He just had to stay steady. Don't try to do anything too crazy. And luckily for him, the guys who were making the scoring pushes, weren't the guys that were in second and third place both days. There was always someone coming up from behind them. So no one, even the guys who were scoring it, they oh, were coming up from too far behind to really make that push. So it made it interesting. And obviously the weather on Sunday just absolutely threw a wrench. I loved it. I freaking loved it. it was, I wanted it. That's what we want from we, we, this is why I, I, I keep saying, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I loved it too. Cause I, lo I know I love the simple things. I love the simple things of the guys throwing the hat around backwards to stop the rain going down the back, their backs as they're, as they're putting and as they're hitting their shots. Like just those simple things because it made it just feel like a real gritty, real tournament. There's another shirt for us. We get on the back scripted. It says simple sophistication. So <laughs> open champion, a buddy of mine texted me. He goes, I want one of the panda shirts. <laughs> yeah, I know the panda shirts. We got to do that. What was, it, what was it? Comfort zone of confidence. So Brian uh, yeah. was in a comfort zone of confidence come Sunday. But mm. if you asked any of those guys at the beginning of the week, would you take 13 under? I think they all they they might have signed off on it because mm -hmm. I think in the past Rory was 14 under there, you know, and it's not like it's not like the old course at St. Andrews where it is kind of pitch and putt mini golf. These guys can go 20, 24, 25 under now. Sure. I'm gonna be curious when it comes back in five years. If if somebody hits like 30 under, does anybody just wave the white flag and they say, you know, something <laughs> need to adjust? Even Augusta's kind of like carving out some uh you know, some territory there, but I think any of them would have taken 13 under. Uh, I was pissed that he did it because of course I had bets on other guys. I actually, that was my other mm -hmm. confession after all the Tommy build up, I ended up, I ended up in my other league. Well, I played him, I played him against you, but in my other league in tier one, I ended up taking the cheese and going with Ricky and, uh, yeah. but the reemerge yeah. Jason day, Tom, yeah. Tom, Kim yeah. fucking what a warrior. story. What a story he was! They, and you know what, the broadcasters were eating that up. They couldn't talk about it anymore. And I love, but I loved it because it was, it was. He showed up to the course on crutches. Well, on, but listen, when, when the when the outcome is predetermined, you know that really the only times we've seen these kind of, uh, well, it was at an Open Championship. We talked about John Van Velde in '99, and then of course uh, <laughs> Greg Norman eating crow. Pick your pick your poison. But for me, my favorite one is 1996 at the Masters. You know, those are the only two, only couple instances that jump out to me is these major leads being blown. These guys are so freaking good. But other stories that popped out up there. So, yeah, Brian Harmon, and you got to love some of his answers. What do you want to do when you get home? Get on my tractor. Watch yeah, I let, the tractor one was my favorite. And I... I loved how the British media kept on trying to ask questions around his hunting. Let's talk more about mm. these huntings. Do you own several rifles? I, bo I bo <laughs> But he, he said on DP, he was like, 
they he's like they just he's like i don't have time or tolerance for people who don't like that i know where my meat's coming from and then they go and they eat meat themselves and so i'm not trying to get get in a fight with pita over yeah. this but i just liked to see that guy win and i don't know if you can tell you know half the reason I'm this giddy is because i grew up around these guys i'm not one of them i was from like a michigan mm -hmm. house that was raised in the south but these are all the guys that i went to high school with and college with so tip of the cap to brian Harmon. but looking on down welcome back jason day sure. I, I i i thought about it but i think i did my whole poo poo not till he actually proves it again tom right. kim was a warrior john rom with another top 10 i mean it was a t2 Rory, I saw a fucking crazy stat earlier, and I'm gonna I'm gonna round these numbers, but okay. it's something like since his last major, he has competed against like 1,100 golfers in the various majors, and it's sure. like he's he's beaten like 998 of them, and still hasn't won a major. And I just that's one of those things where do we? He's got four at home i think he's comfortable he wants the masters he's like phil with the us open yeah you know, he's gonna be incomplete without it but um his answers of you know i'm moving forward brandel Chambly is trying to talk about he's not a greek adonis anymore he's aged and all this kind of stuff uh which again these guys have to make shit up to talk about sometimes just like us but rory another top 10 cam young close don't know who this yep. sharma kid is but i liked his swag and obviously so does yeah he and then on me too and then sitting there with my Tommy Fleetwood in, at a T10, rounding out the top 10, probably two more magnificently huge stories. Max Homa finally yes. shows up for a major. And he even he, even he pointed it out. And then somebody yep. took a snapshot of his Wikipedia page and all of his major, <laughs> major performances and just circled it. It was like, you know, finally broke through. Time. So I love seeing that and look out for him uh, in the Ryder Cup. And then Matthew, was it Matt, Matthew Jordan, the local yeah. club member, top 10 at his home track after qualifying through local qualifiers. So folks you're the amateurs, man. Yeah, Christo, <laughs> six, eight. And did, God, that guy's a beast. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm very upset with people going, eh, it wasn't a great opener. Because eh, they're – I said this morning, you're probably like, I was being nice, you know, casual golf fan. Of course, you know, mm -hmm. it's like when I tune into the super super bowl, I know dick about football, but I love it. And I love watching it. <laughs> sure. Uh, but I just don't think you can say this was a bad open. Uh, I don't think it was bad. It was boring, which is why they were talking about Tom Kim's ankle because, but it was boring for the right sure. reasons. And which brings me to my first question, <clears throat> 11 minutes into the show, I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> So another Brian Harmon follow-up story. He he said he said he was on the phone with Kevin Kisner. He's like, and they, or I don't know if they were on the phone or they were there together. I don't think Kiz was in. That was at the open. He might have been, but uh, and he said we were literally crying together. So this, first of all, last year Kiz wore that 1776 hat at the open, which was mm -hmm. wonderful all-world trolling. But Kiz is also famous for kind of bemoaning the lengthening of the game. And even yeah. Brian Harmon recognized that, like, you know, God, the future of the game, these guys bombing out there. So is the Open Championship the last – is is it going to be the last holdout for these short hitters to be able to win majors? Um, I, I don't, So I don't know. With all the talk about all the, the different ball, the changes in the ball. So I don't know if you notice. So my answer is no, I don't think so, because I think there's going to be some – 
equipment changes. that levels it out and makes the course that I'm referring to moot. Yeah, because I don't know if you know this, but the British broadcast made, uh, I think it was on Sunday, a very clear point to talk about the history of how the request or the, the idea of having two different balls is not the first time that two different sets of equipment. Oh, Jack famously references having to get over adjust yeah, to the they, ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they told that whole story and it was great and whatnot. So, but the fact that they're, they're, pushing that back out into light when really the, the talk about the, the changing of two, of having two different balls kind of disappeared in the last few months. Like no one's been talking about that. Well, do the you know why? That, what that it got stopped being talked about? Or? Yeah. Why it kind of died down for a little bit. Martin I, mean, I think because there was so many mother big stories, honestly. To oh, yeah. How, how often <laughs> are we going to talk about the size of our balls? <laughs> Martin's Martin slumbers, Martin slumbers, Martin slumbers, whatever Somebody, the, yeah. <clears throat> the head of the RNA, you know, did a bunch of obviously press this week. This is his crowning achievement. This is his, mm -hmm. you know, he's, he's there. Mike Wan, who's the CEO of our USGA. He was on TV talking about this. They're, they're in a notice. What is it? A notice and comment period amongst their members. So they, they actually have the local rule proposed, you know, the elite golf ball, this, that, and the other. Yeah. And so, and, and he, he said, there's really three things that they can do. They can either, you know, do nothing, you know, change it to make, you know, change it so that, elite players only have to use a different ball or change it for everybody. And mm -hmm. he goes, and all I know for certain is to do nothing is not the right option. So I, I agree. I think it's going to change. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think that does bring in these short hitters then because it does bring the game sure. back to them. Hundred two. Well, shit, what's a wedge for these guys now? 170. So 165, say, yeah. one, you know, 165 and in for these, these guys, that doesn't change. That's not going to yeah. change. It's going to be more of these avoiding fairway bunkers. Uh, you know, the, yeah. it'll allow, it'll allow some of these courses to just really grow the rough out and make it abysmal, make it you know a true penalty. I sincerely enjoyed seeing the bunkers be as penal as they were day one. Yeah, brutal. What are your feelings on the adjustments they made to them? I'm fine with it. So the the main one of the adjustments I heard is that they changed the way they rate them so that they didn't have the the. I saw that fly. Yeah, you're getting hounded right now. Um, I saw that they changed the way they rake them so that they use the shorter tee, so it, the teeth on the rake, um, so it wasn't as deep as far as the grooves went. Uh, look, I was fine with it. When you're going to have a wide open golf course, you, there's got to be something to make it challenging to have obstacles in these guys' way. Or Yeah, I'm talking about them making it easier day two. No, but that's what – well, sure. I, they saw what happened on day one. I'm fine with tournaments soft. I'm fine with tournaments pivoting as the tournament goes on. Like that's fine with me as long as it doesn't go too far the other way. And I don't think it got out of hand. I mean, we saw, sure, Harmon, you know, scored uh, 12 under 13 under whatever the final score was, but everyone else under 10 under. I mean, I'm, I'm great with that scoring, you know, separation at a major. Also, speaking of scoring separation, the you know even par was tied for 13th. So yeah, I'm ha I'm for a major that I'm cool oh, with that. Let me see. Tie 23, T23. So you had to be top 20. Top 20 was under par. Okay. Um, I think it was. No, I just, I think that once they got wet, it, it would have it would have leveled sure. out. So I almost That's think fair, it's just yeah. luck of the draw. I don't, <clears throat> those kind of, I'm, those kind of tweaks. It's like, I mean, why do I want to get a, a wild hair about it? Just because I need something to pick on because I, I go back to, I enjoyed this open and I learned more about Royal Liverpool and Liverpool mm -hmm. in general. In general. Uh, than I, ever knew before so full what i will what i will say last point on the bunkers is when it, when, it, 
when it comes to challenging bunkers, especially pot bunkers, what I like to the challenging part that I like to see out of them is forcing guys to get creative with their shots. And I'd rather see them get penalized by the bunker by either banging it off the front face of the of the bunker or coming up short and having it roll back on these, you know, undulating greens and approaches. I don't like having to see the guys hit out backwards. That's when I'm like, oh, this is getting silly. Because that's I don't no I just don't want to see a I don't that's why I don't want to see a professional lose because he's got to hit a shot backwards. Shouldn't have been in there in the first place. Did you see Tony Finau have to use the toe of his putter to just like nudge the ball away from the wall? I didn't actually see it. No, that was probably that for me. I think that was like the low of the low, and I thought to myself, maybe the, I mean, who cares? It's kind of like when um when Shinnecock got so lightning fast and then, you know, everybody was up in their arms over it and they watered it and they leveled it out. Yes. Okay. I think it's fine that they made the adjustment to the bunkers. Who gives a shit? I just wanted to bring up the bunkers because I thought those were nuts. And that was my favorite part of the entire thing. And they were fun. I'll give you that. It makes you think though, if you're in one of those, how easy or how tempting would it be to cheat? Right. Just kind of kick it aside, Mm -hmm. which makes me think, did you hear about the cheating up in PGA tour Canada? I did, and it's. And I introduced it's this wild. To you. you so you introduced it to me, but then I read the article and I read it to it, and yeah, this. So so, we we've all at one point or another cheated oh, at golf with foot wedges or not taking dropping a, stroke, a ball, whatever. Yeah, things yeah. like that. What and I want Justin Dow- Dowden. Is that his? Dowden? I wasn't gonna. I, I wasn't gonna out anybody. I mean, the guy, the guy, the guy issued an apology. Golf died. just outed him, and we're not outing him here. So whatever. But Justin Dowden, I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, but whatever. It admits after 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 someone called him out on it, he just you know erased a seven on the 18th hole and changed it into <laughs> a five. In today's day and age, it is ballsy. Because well, okay. you and I were just talking about foot wedges nudging, yeah. or maybe like you accidentally you made accidental contact with it, and you look around and nobody saw it. And exactly. Although that happened to me in the club championship three years ago, and I had to look <coughs> at my buddy, and he didn't even see it. And I was like, "Dude, I just tapped the ball." And he's like, he looked around, he tried to give me. He's like, nobody saw it. I was like, and he's like, "Oh, whatever, man, just hit it." And no, yeah. I'm not trying to crib a legend of Bagger Vance. That actually did happen to me. Sure. This fucking guy. I know. And they come back and they look him in the eye. What'd you make? Five. And so they go talk to like the the, the kid who walks around and keeps score mm-hmm. for the group. You know, they talk to his playing partner, the other scores, all this kind of shit. And, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, first, where are the TV cameras? But I, then again, I guess it's PGA Tour Canada and not everything. Yeah. Not all 587,000 shots get captured like they do on the and PGA still, Tour. Yeah. But B, he's not alone. VJ Singh did this and got banned from the uh I want to say the Asian European the Asian PGA tour. Now did they say have they come out and said what a punishment's gonna be yet? I don't think I saw that in the article. No, I think it's still too early. And that's why yeah. that's what made me think about it was because I, I was checking out like this made me think like scandals in sports or you know, cheating. And obviously, you know, the, the 1919 White Sox, this isn't up there with that, but it makes you think about yeah. like these different things. Cause how does it how does it come out in golf? And uh and yeah, I saw that VJ Singh list of sporting scandals. Of course, we're gonna go to the Holy Grail Wikipedia, which I'm a sucker. I do donate to every year, and I just thought about that because they just the little pop-up thing said, "Will you donate?" Uh, but the 
golf scandals. Here it is. Vijay Singh, former number one golfer in the world, was suspended from the PGA Tour for using a – oh, this is the wild one. This is the, So he's been suspended twice, or he's had a couple of little dust-ups, which, by the way, Vijay Singh is like – he's one of the hardest-working golfers. If you ask anybody, he, he he's probably hit more balls than anybody besides Gary Player. BJ saying former number one suspended from the PGA tour for using deer antler spray, which violated the PGA tour anti-doping policy. Jesus. <laughs> but this is the one that I was getting at 1985. VJ Singh was caught erasing his score on a hole and replacing it with a lower score after the scorecard had been signed. Once mm. the rules officials confirmed the allegations, Singh was banned from the Asian tour to this day. Singh has not acknowledged that he cheated. So that's the, that's what, so yeah, the fact that he hasn't acknowledged it is is wild. Because here's the thing: when you're on any type of these, any level of these professional tournaments, guy, you're, you're watching each other. You know what it looks like when someone has shot a seven on a hole. I mean, come on, like, what do you really think you can get away with? I don't care if there's no fans out there watching or no TV cameras. You're playing with other professionals. They know Mr. Sophistication. Like. <laughs> Mr. Sophistication's also Mr. Integrity over here. All right, enough beating up on the oh, cheaters. God, no. <laughs> you you actually I'm looking at our I'm looking at the show's tweet because naturally I'm not on Twitter as much as I need to be. I'm talking in Instagram reels more often than not. At yes, this buds are. for you. Check it out. Give it a follow. It's fun. It is. Hovland choking again. You so, you said choking. Yeah. I hope and, he doesn't and, see this. I'm a fan of the kid. So Oh, I like the kid too. I think he's got a lot of fire. I think he's got a lot of swagger attitude. Like I like his style of play. You said like penalized earlier, by the way, and I couldn't let that go. Why penalized? Why not just penalized? Did I say it like penalized? That sounds which is probably how it's me. supposed to be saying. But you said penal and it threw me off. Uh, and R.I.P. I, Patrice I Bergeron. So I don't know. Speaking what of penalties, know. hockey Bergeron gone. Anyway, sorry, that. you were just saying Retired and I railroaded him, yeah. you again. Um. Yeah, what was choking. I saying? Hovland choking. Oh, Hovland. Yeah, no. So, so I, I, I like Hovland as a player. I like the, the way he, he plays the game. I like his personality. All of that. Five straight majors he enters Sunday in the top five. And he not only doesn't have a win, but he ends up nowhere near the top of the leaderboard. Every time for just about. It, it may, it maybe not maybe not nowhere near the top that that's exaggerating that's, a harsh. That. that's exaggerating but he never goes in the direction that you would think he would go being in the top five going to sunday so he's he either, been he either huddles around even for that round or he's over par for that round it seems so he has been and he's been up there and he finished up there again i mean i think what is he t13 he shot two over on sunday and yeah he doesn't have bad finishes it's just don't be betting on the man to win a major I'd bet on him to win a major next year. I think I, I think too. No, <laughs> I mean, like I think I Sundays. think that I think that he's going to be one of those guys who's going to break through sooner than later. Uh, but you Brian said really, you said what he finished T thirteen? Is that what you said? Yeah, and he what shot two over on Sunday, but two over on Sunday in those conditions. That was actually I want to say that was that was the 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 field average. But it still brought him out. Uh, what I'm saying is he just go he goes backwards on Sundays. He never I, stays steady or goes forward. I think we should have a bet that he when I, I got Hovland winning a major next year. We'll figure mm-hmm. out the consequences later. Um, okay. So okay. speaking of VJ Singh era players, though, also Ernie Els, <laughs> he finally had his say. Uh, and then I got my time. <laughs> 
I think, and, and this is me being, I, I think I've been naive and short-sighted about all this whole time because yeah. I have been thinking past the player vote or the, the voice that they, they have said, you know, or the, mm-hmm. the voice that they have and some of the players that are going to be voicing it. And, and Ernie Els, if you missed it, he essentially came out and said, the leadership's got to go. It's, it's unacceptable that the, that two members of the board would do this without conferring with the, mm-hmm. you know, with Jay or with the players or, and both, you know, if this was our day, this would have never, this would never fly. Like we, you know, we would have ousted him right away, like all sorts sure. of shit. And you, you, you have heard, you've heard some players like John Rom come around and say like, I hope he sees it through. I hope he does the right thing. Like blah, blah, blah. Like, and there's yeah. some players who are actually going like, you know, it is what it is, but, uh, Ernie's, <laughs> Ernie's looking a little big, a little more big picture because he actually, and this is what I learned when in that article, if it was a sports illustrated article and just check it out. It's great. And, uh, that talks about his comments, but then it goes to Greg Norman when the first time around, when he tried to peel off and create a global tour, mm-hmm. uh, it was like 1994. I think Ernie Ellis had just won his first major and, uh, Norman tried to pick him off and Ernie said, yeah, like, no, I want to play in the majors. So I'm going to stay in the PGA tour. Cause that was really going to be the only way to get in those. And, uh, he goes, and now we look, we all look like idiots. Are you hearing the? Are you hearing something from, from coming up state from? Is that coming the, from? Okay, it sounded like I have was no fucking clue what's going on up there. <laughs> I think the the toddler can move. She is a giant now. Cooper Rose okay. is. It's and I don't. It know, just man. sounded like someone was knocking on my door, so I was very confused. I was like, no one's ever knocked on my door here. So. On the way home from daycare today, she dropped something in the back seat of the car, which I could easily reach around and pick up. And she just goes, "Daddy, you know," I said, well, "We're almost home, honey." Well, "Daddy, will we pick it up." I said. It's like, no, I, daddy needs to keep both hands on the steering wheel. She goes, you don't drive with both hands, daddy. And I was like, <laughs> she's paying attention. Like, Got you. <laughs> God. But yeah, no, that's her rumbling upstairs. My apologies. So Ernie L's shots fired from his era and his generation. And I'm not saying there's some cabal in the group chat or anything like that. Uh, that yeah. These guys get together and say like, hey, will you step up and do it? That kind of shit. But it does show <laughs> that, 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 that this thing's got a long way to go. Yes. And I... I and I don't even know if it's so much about the source of the funds uh, as it is now just about the style of what they're going to maybe try to turn it into. Yeah, I they're still getting down think, into the nitty gritty of, of, of the, how it actually affects golf now. I think in the end, it's just going to be a for-profit slush fund to pay players more. And, and it, it, God, but I have, I've been, yeah. I've been listening to too many people because now I keep on going to the end of the road. Now, what happens though when Yasser or they do make a request that we're not thrilled with? I mean, and they say that like Jay and the guys are all going to have, we're going to have majority control and everything like that. But <clears throat> that's what almost kind of like pressure are they applying to them behind the scenes? Yeah. Good Lord. This freaking, this freaking I know. He, really, he's, there oh, we go. He's joining the show. Yeah. No. And look, um, I don't, I don't disagree with Ernie Els at all. Like, I don't, I think, you know, I'm fine with him taking the stand he's taking. Um, that's that's perfectly fine with me. I just had to laugh at the way he the second he said that line. If this were our days or my time or whatever the hell, however exactly I always said it, it just made me laugh because it's just the exact phrase that every old timer who's grumpy and annoyed with the changing of times says it. I'm like, so I just laugh. That's all. I just found the way he said it funny. But I'm I'm there with him. I'm fine with the stance he's taking. I'm. I'm more. I'm lean. I lean more his and the other player side than than anything. I take more umbrage with uh, the fact that you said Hovland choked uh, <laughs> than I do with his comments. No, I, I, I applaud the comments, and still, I'm 
I'm wildly curious. They did set like an arbitrary deadline by the end of the year, but they also put a clause in there that says they can extend if they're making progress. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're, you know, we've got a long way to go. And, uh, I think one thing is one thing is very effing clear though is that the majors are going to stay above and beyond and outside of this. Uh, all the very heads clear. of the all the heads of the majors have come, come out and said we're happy that something is getting resolved. They're not necessarily mm. endorsing anything. They're just like the fighting, the bickering is going to stop, the litigation is going to stop. These players are going to be able to come play again. Yeah. Uh, and so, one more thing, asking you about the open. Yes. Not even the open. What was your favorite major this year? Oh, you know, I'm, I, I still, I, I liked the masters this year. I still did. I still did. It was the one that I watched the most of. I was able to see the most of, and I, I, I liked the masters this year the best. I think, I think the PGA for me, but it was because of the masters watching Brooksy, uh, my sure. boyfriend come back. This fly is going to absolutely. That's your new drop. boyfriend right there. He's getting the- jealous. <laughs> the toddler knows how to open doors now. And so ah. when I was like upstairs making dinner and all that kind of stuff, she went and opened the back door, went outside, probably took a leak in the backyard and then came back <clears throat> in, but left the door open. So there's, there's a handful of friends kind of flying around here, but Brooksy nice. t- takes it in the teeth at Augusta and then bounces back and reminds the world what he's got. And then right after that, we get the good news of like, everybody's making up Brooksy yeah. Brooksy's in a position for the Ryder Cup, he got knocked down to fourth in the rankings. And for those not familiar mm-hmm. with the tournament, happens every other year. Best of Great Britain and well, all of Europe best now. Of Europe, yeah. Best of them, best of ours. They go at it. It's fun. Brooks is a lot it, of fun. And and the way you earn points basically to qualify for the team is for every thousand dollars that you win, you get a point. And mm-hmm. simple as that. And different tournaments are worth different you know amounts, obviously. And because of his performances at the majors this year, Brooksy has been able to, because now most of, most of these tournaments are only PGA tour or DP world tour where you can go earn your points. And back yeah. in the day, the WGCs and the majors live, obviously is not offering Ryder cup points. They're brand new. And so Brooksy had enough, but he's got two, three weeks to sit there and sweat it out because he's only, his lead's not massive. I think he's got like a 2000, 3000 point lead between mm-hmm. you know him and the next guy. And then even after that, if he drops outside of the top six, do you still put him on the Ryder cup with a pick? Cause only the top six automatically qualify. And then the captain yeah. gets to pick six more uh, European team. Does it slightly different? They have, well, they six automatic qualifiers, six captains mm-hmm. picks, but there's just like world points and <clears> European <throat> points. It's fucking weird. But it makes sense because they do play on the metric system. They tend to play on multiple different tours, and so it makes sense. Uh, but either way, look, I I think uh, I think now that the the news of all the the live and PGA stuff and all that has come has circled around the way it has. Uh, yeah, I think Brooks should get a a pick, a captain's pick, if he drops out of that top uh, automatic bid. So yeah, bring Brooks. You put him on the team. He he's earned it if if whether it's just from his uh his performance in the majors. Did he's you see the it. did you that's see the you, picture? That's what you want in the Ryder Cup. You want those guys that have that There's, edge that, that have the the nails in them. And I think that's why Justin Thomas is gonna get a, a captain's pick because I think the oh he's just playing so bad right now though. Oh I think God. I think you're gonna see him go on a run. I think it's gonna start this week. I texted you something earlier where he's on a practice round and he pulled a kid from outside the ropes to hit a shot with him, and I'm thinking to myself. He's either super, super desperate 
and just yeah. trying anything he can to maybe like, you know, get the mojo going or, you know, something clicked and these guys have a way of turning the page. We saw Jordan Spieth sure. go through this and it, but it was a little bit longer. Uh, yeah. It was just, I mean, it was just a little over a year ago that Justin Thomas, you know, shoots like seven under on the final round to win the PGA when Mido or Mido or Mido or whatever dunks yep. it in the drink on 18. And I, I mean, I, I'm going to lean into some Justin Thomas just because of the leverage this week. We'll get to that in a couple minutes. But as far as the Ryder Cup's concerned, Brooksy for fucking sure. The guy's a killer. It's it's essentially if he if he's if he's healthy, you put him out there. Uh, he throws he throws in a big old hog, big old lipper in there, that big old dip that he throws in every four mm-hmm. holes, and he goes out and he just assassinates people. I'm going to miss Tony Finau on the team this year. I don't think he's going to get in. Uh, I, I think he's doing well in the yeah. FedEx Cup points. He's way outside in the Ryder Cup. And uh, and just, you know, form. There's so many guys who are playing good. Cam Young, it'll be fun to see him in the red, white, and blue. I like Brian Harmon in the red, white, and blue because he's a little guy. I mean, he's tiny compared to most of these guys. So I, I sure. want to see like a Brian Brooksy uh, pairing. That'd be fun. Speaking of Brooksy, did you see the picture posted? Him and Bryson standing side by side. And Brooks is wearing I, a like, a, hey, Brooksy, yeah. let's go Brooksy. I and did see that. Yeah. Everybody's like, Oh, the two of them made up. I'm like, they made up at the Ryder cup a long time ago, but, uh, yeah. And they also came out and it was like, it's not like they were ever mad at each other. It, it was just, you know, Brooks is Brooks and Bryson's Bryson. Bryson's like a nice guy. Yeah. Brooks is like a get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. And sometimes they, they're gonna, you know, that's the thing. You can kind of butt heads with people without actually being mad and without it being some personal vendetta against each other. So yeah, no, bring Brooksy back. I, I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, really, the the other big, the only other news story that I know will affect you before we get into our picks for this week. Uh, your you know, you're giving me credit for Brian Harmon, Mr. Akshay Batia winning down at the Barracuda. I he finally was, breaks through and gets that win in the modified Stableford scoring format, which I'm not gonna lie. I forgot it was that scoring, and I, a couple times you saw a plus ESPN, 10, and you were like, What the fuck's I, going on? So I thought ESPN was just putting so much focus on the open championship that they had at like screwed up the their coding or something in their in their website and the scores were all just screwed up because I saw you know actually was in the lead at like plus 31 or something like that I was like well that's not right and then I realized wait a minute it's different scoring but yeah actually great we knew that you knew that was coming we you convinced me that that was coming eventually and here he is he's here before because I'm I, it's the 3m open folks don't worry we'll give you your 15 yeah. minutes of fantasy fun <laughs> <laughs> Akshay, <laughs> before I go into that, you texted me something earlier and you said Stableford, thumbs up, thumbs down. And before yep. I go into my theory on it, I want to hear what I mean, you're you're the fan. I'm the golfer, quote unquote. Sure. Although I did shoot even par on Saturday and still ended up losing <laughs> fucking handicaps. Uh, what do you think about Stableford's? I mean, that's what they use, that's what Steph Curry won with at the uh at the yep. American Century, you know, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I mean that's I I played in a league that that's what we used um, for uh, for for I think for the playoffs or whatever we didn't use it for the whole league like we did it at different scorings but then at one point we used Stableford so um, yeah look it's it's a it's a way to mix it up it's a way to bring some I guess different I don't want to say different level of golfers into the mix but because especially at the PGA Tour like they're all pros so but it it just changes by the definition. Way. Well, yeah, by definition, but and I guess at the Barracuda, the same week of the Open Championship, maybe there's some lower level pros more than than most. But still, I, I'm look, I'm fine with it. If you're looking for ways to mix up 
uh, entertainment value of like the long because I think that's the problem that a lot of casual fans have with the the golf the game of golf professionally and watching and taking in is year long. Listen, a lot I don't of casual, think they want to sit there and watch fan, it the whole time. The, the problem that a casual fan has with golf is it's fucking boring unless you actually <laughs> like golf. It, it's not the NFL where again. Sure. It's something that's way more but something, communal. but something this different. Like sport that was born out of elite culture. Let's let's just remember who we sure. are and where we came from. To that, but point, something different, like the scoring to change up for the casual fan. I could see that just at least for that one tournament or however many tournaments do it. If it's every now and then, yeah, I'm fine with that because I could see people be getting uh, getting captivated by that, being like, "Oh, what's going on here? Let me watch for a little bit," kind of thing. I'm gonna end up punching myself in the face trying to go after this fly. <laughs> I love a stable for game. Uh, I think yeah. that, like you said, there, it changes it up. I think it makes it more enjoyable for the casual golfer or maybe like the, you know, because instead of constantly just watching that line of par go further and further and further mm-hmm. away, it's just a mental flipping of the switch that even if you make a bogey and most stableford or modified stableford for, you know, amateur tournaments, will give you like a point for a bogey or, you know, one for bogey, yeah. two for par, four for birdie, eight for an eagle. They do, I think, like – you get nothing for a par you're supposed to make par as a pro and i think you get like one point for your birdies and three or maybe like three for an eagle or something like that but i genuinely like it i think it's fun once in a while kind of like when they do it here yes uh and they do it one other time throughout the year it's kind of like when they do the team event at zurich and whatever Mm -hmm. other nonsense they're going to introduce into the live uh into this new liveified pga tour down the road but my boy akshay all right so if you're not familiar with this kid Akshay, Akshay Batia, or he apparently he, he does go by Shay. If you're not familiar with this kid, you obviously don't watch our show too often because you're not alone. I'd like to talk about him a lot. So he, he turned pro at 17. All right. When he was 15 years old, he was on, and this is in 2017, he was 15. He won the junior president's cup. He was on that American team at 16 mm-hmm. years old. The next year he was on the junior Ryder cup team. They win. At 17 years old, he becomes the youngest player ever selected for the Walker Cup. The Walker Cup for the uninitiated mm-hmm. is the Ryder Cup for amateurs, except it is just Great Britain and Ireland versus the United States. They've kept that. They've got like yeah. other international uh, you know, cups for the amateurs, like the Eisenhower Cup and the, Palm, the Palmer Cup. But that Walker Cup win was at, fun fact, Royal Liverpool back in uh, 2019. So, I mean, they, she gets around there in Hoylake. He did withdraw this week, which is a bummer because he was on temporary status. So he, he does all that as an amateur. He turns pro at 17. People are like, you're making a mistake. He says, go pound sand. He wins his very first start as a full-time corn fairy tour member in the Bahamas last year or two years ago. Then last year he makes enough of these, you know, kind of special exemption, you know, invitation Mm -hmm. starts on the PGA tour and finishes high enough consistently. There we go to get special temporary status. Special temporary status is essentially you're welcome to the party. You're not a member of the club yet, but you can be with us and you can play in our tournaments. If you happen to win one, then all bets are off because now you are officially a PGA tour winner. That in and of itself comes with a set of, you know, like a three year exemption. So he's going to be around for the rest of this year on the PGA tour, which is only a couple of weeks next full year, like all the way into 24. And he's guaranteed that big fat paycheck and all that kind of stuff. But, Here's where it gets quirky and weird, and then we're going to move on. He's he's eligible for the FedEx Cup playoffs now. He wasn't before, and the way it works with special temporary status is you can play in the tournaments and you can accrue your points, but if you're not an actual full-time member on the PGA Tour, you can't actually play in the FedEx Cup playoffs. 
So even, you know, even if he would have accrued enough that points to put him up in the top 70, he wouldn't have been able to go unless he was an actual member. He's now an actual member, but here's the kicker. He gets zero FedEx cup points for this latest win. And it's mm-hmm. not because he was on special temporary status. He's got like 458. He's in 90th place right now. So he's knocking on the door. This would have yeah. put him up in the fifties or the forties. Also, he finished like top 10 last week uh, at the Barbasol. Yeah. So it's Barbasol and the Barracuda and he finishes top 10 and he wins this week. No points. And here's why they were opposite field events from the Scottish open and the open championship. And mm-hmm. to your point about the field at the, at the Barracuda, this is one of those weird, not weird tournaments. Had to sneeze. This is one of those tournaments that where the DP Tour Alliance comes into play. They send fifty of their players over, so yeah. it is kind of the, the the top guys that are left over from the PGA Tour who didn't get to the Open. The top guys from the DP mm-hmm. World Tour, they play in this, but for some weird backwards ass reason, they decided to not make them eligible to receive FedEx Cup points. And so Akshay, since he withdrew this week, he does need to finish solo fourth or better at Wyndham next week to get into the playoffs. Back to you in the studio. Would love to see that happen. Not sure it's going to happen, but uh, you never know. He's been playing good. We'll see. Um, I think that pretty much wraps up all of our open news, though, other than I think the only other thing we said we were going to talk about is Alex Fitzpatrick beating on Matthew Fitzpatrick for the first time. That's fun. Uh, in tournament ever. Just a little fun story. We, nothing to really to go too, too far on that, but um, – you mentioned the Walker Cup, which made me think of it because uh, I think a lot of people just assume that Alex Fitzpatrick is, you know, a lowly amateur compared to his brother. But, you know, Alex is on that Walker Cup team. And uh, oh, he's a stud. he was a stud at Wake Forest, which is no joke yep. of a golf school. Uh, yeah. So he was- that he, he, he's a he's a good golfer. He just finally was able to take down his brother in a, you know, a PGA tournament. Yeah, he's played. Well, good he, for him. He, Congratulations, Alex. He like he finished his amateur career, I think, ranked fourth in the world. He went to Wake mm-hmm. Forest. He, you know, and I think that was a really cool thing to see uh, him get the limelight. And they asked Matt Fitzpatrick yeah. afterwards, like, who'd you tell? Who did you? Who did your parents follow? Who'd you tell him to follow? He's like Alex. He's like, this is my like ninth Open Championship. They've been here for all of them. Yeah. It's like this is his first. I said, go follow him. He's like, I would have walked with him if I could have too. Uh, and, he and I think great. he didn't just he didn't just beat Matt. He 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 did fairly well. I think he finished at minus three. Was that what? Well, no. Uh, the hell did he? No, he sh- sorry. He shot three under. I think on the final round. Uh, he 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 played well. He finished right. I just forget his final finishing position. He finished. I want to say top. Uh, he was like top ten or top thirteen. But um, yeah. <laughs> folks will also remember him because he. He caddied for Matty Fitzpatrick when Matt won the U.S. Amateur at, at the Country mm-hmm. Club. So last year when uh, when he won at Brookline, and they were showing all of that uh, all that footage from before. He finished uh, two under T seventeen, so a top twenty finish Perfect. for for the kid. You know, tip of the cap to him. Nice. Oh, yes. last fun fact about Akshay since we're celebrating AB today. Hit us. Met- Met his met his girlfriend on Instagram, slid into her DMs. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like basically, I don't I don't know if he slid into her DMs, like if he's being yeah. sketchy about it. But he admits that like he reached out to her, like uh, playing in this tournament near Tulsa. They met up, and um, now Went like Pres- Presley is her name, and he she caddied for him oh. in the early run, and like you know she's been with him the whole time, uh, even when he had to rent from U-Haul because no rental car company would rent to him because the courtesy cars ran out, and at one of his tournaments he had to turn to U-Haul for transportation. They rent, they'll rent to you under 25, not, but not a rental car. Go fig. You know what? Good. Nice, nice, uh, nice pivot by him there. Showing up to the course in the U-Haul. I love that. 
Let's hear from Underdog real fast, get a little sponsorship in, and then when we come back, we'll get to our 3M open picks uh, for all you fantasy crazies out there like ourselves. We'll see you in a second. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code DIVPIV to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. Gingerbread is always bringing us the goods from underdog fantasy. Speaking of fantasy, let's get into some picks for the often sought after 3M Open. Often sought uh, after. <laughs> I forgot they played this thing last year. Yeah, what this is, is you- uh, th- this field is um it, it's not the worst. It definitely is not the best though. Uh well, so most guys by now will have hit their quota for the year that the appearances yeah. they have to make, and they're going to rest up until the the playoffs, especially if you're one of the yeah, top right. guys and your, your spot's solid. Right around the corners, a few weeks away. And uh, before we go any further, fun fact, if you don't follow the show or if you're new to the show, uh, every week Andrew sends me a link to the studio when it's ready, and he sends it through Twitter. I'm not on Twitter as much as I need to be, so that's this is really like the only time I get on Twitter. <laughs> thoughts on the rebranding to x it's awful it's awful i love it i love you know what, it you know you know what's doing what it's doing to me now for some reason every time i look at my home my you think tabs it's porn. Up at the, the no i so i've seen people saying that i think it's funny no it looks like the freaking xfinity logo just ah, it looks like point. a black and white version of xfinity so i just keep going to close it out thinking it's like a, a pop-up or something and i'm like oh shit no that's my twitter no why that that's not the that is not the part of Twitter that needed changed, Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's trying to he's trying to expand Twitter and make it more of a of a of a universal platform. I think pretty soon you're going to see uh, a much more uh, like a new style of sharing. You're going to see a Reels yeah. competitor. You're going to see like a YouTube competitor. He's going to get he's going to try to really I think he's going to try to turn Twitter into a respectable news like location because that's the only people who really use it are opinion makers, news outlets, True. and and you know like people like us who genuinely want to have like a loud conversation about sports but uh, i just thought that was funny yeah the 3m open and uh we're at tpc twin cities it's it's long it's girthy and it's going to require uh it's going to require everything you got tony finau won last year but this is one of those tournaments you could look look at some of the uh, previous champions where don't be shocked if a young buck comes out and snags his first win maddie wolf did that here cam champ has won here who's you know another young gun uh and so this is a tournament late in the year where you're either going to see a hungry vet who, who, you know, like Justin Thomas, who can't believe I just said Justin Thomas is a vet, but he's a veteran uh, who needs to make a move. And that's why I think I'm going to put some stock in him this week. I'm going to go strokes gained home life. And he was humbled. Mm-hmm. He ate enough humble pie. And he doesn't want to pack it in for next year. And he wants to make this Ryder cup team. I, it's the only gut shot I got, but that's what I'm going to go with. Sure. Look, I don't hate it. I don't hate that. Well, what do you what what are you looking at this week then? When you so, look at your key three to five, 
Yeah, so first of all, what I'm looking at is that this is, like you're alluding to, this is a week that it's it's not even a stars and scrub type of lineup construction. You're, you're just, it doesn't matter how much money you leave on the table this week. Um, anybody has a chance this week. Just play whoever the model says, right? And honestly, my model, everyone, well, Hideki's ranked first, my model, actually. He's at 10,000, but everyone else in the 10,000, in the 10K range for me is uh, worse than 20 in my model. So I'm going to be playing guys from all over the price range, but the stats I'm looking at is um, as always the two staples putting and approach. Those are here to stay. My additional three though is uh strokes gain ball striking uh, 200 plus for approach shots and par force 400 to 450 yards. It's funny that you said 200 plus because data golf has the majority of approach shots coming from 175 to 200. I'm not going Ooh. that deep. I just thought you would find that fun, fun fact. Uh, uh, Fantasy National has other stats from the past that says 200 plus, but I, I do th- I do think 175 to 200 was right there. Too share, too share. Our friends over at Fantasy stats. National do have <laughs> do have numbers that say different. I just figured I would throw that out there because I'm not paying attention to the yardage so much as I like that you yeah. would duplicate with ball striking and approach because you know, I, I I'm did. a big fan of the ball striking. And this is a long course, so ball striking off the tee and approach. There's your strokes gain ball striking, strokes gain yes. putting. I'm going to keep leaning on those as my my core two. And then I can't even remember what. Oh, birdies are better gain. I'm going with a, yeah. a score fest this week. It's going to be I, a score fest. Yeah, and it's and it's going to be who can you know who can really dig deep, go low. It's yeah. not the kind of course that's you're not going to see guys throwing up you know doubles and triples like you did at you know last week. This is where you know you can get in some trouble uh, pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Like, but at the same time. These guys know these courses. It's back to Parkland golf. It's back to if you're tuned in, yeah. you can just hit your spots, and then it does become like a, a a putting you know putting competition or even a short game comp short game competition. So it's crazy as you say score fest, but but in, you know the historic cut line 2020 was one under 2021 one under 2022 last year it was a two over cut line. So like that's like it's going to be a score fest. It's not going to be outrageous. No. Um, but, but no, it's could, not going to be like a century, but it's going to be, you're going to have to no, be the, 15, I'd yeah. say 17 to 17 under. Uh, exactly is probably going to be, say the winner is probably going to be the, the a winning score. I'd say that's what they'd sign up for right now. Well, this place. And what's, and what's key here is that anywhere, actually, I don't, probably. I don't know if you've seen on, uh, so Chad Eckert, friend of the show, previous guest uh, from last year. Shouts um, the real, the real Chad, the real Chad Eckert. Uh, he was, uh, he he's who's out the practice rounds today. Actually, him and his son were out there, right. um, and uh, he had his son throwing the the golf ball into the rough test. And look, those uh, his, his son was oh, it wasn't just dropping. I don't know if, if you've seen the video. His son was slam dunking it into the grass. Yeah, uh, and I'll tell you what, that golf ball still sat up nice. That rough is short this week. Um, there, there's not really going to be much uh, from the rough as far as like you might catch a slight flyer out of the rough, but I, I think these are going to be fairly pure shots coming out of the rough for these guys. Yeah, I mean these TPC courses, uh, aside from aside from like sawgrass when they get it ready for the players, yeah. a place like this they don't shut it down for half a year like they do for a major <clears throat> and trick it out and grow the grass and you know really really screw things up. So they have to keep it somewhat accessible to their members or even to the public at large. Uh, I'm sure they grow it out a little bit and they may roll the greens yeah. a little harder. They obviously do that. But uh, but to your point, they're not going to make it so ball busting. So if you you know if you're striking it well and you're rolling it well, you're going to score well, and then that's all there is to it. All right, 
let's do let's do our damn thing. It's funny that you said Hideki yeah. came out first in your model. I'll just go ahead and tell you who my number one was, and then we can go from the top. Num yeah. My number one. Yeah, let's do our let's tell you focus on our top tens this week. How about that? Sounds good to me because I and I'll tell you which ones I'm playing and which ones I'm not. Perfect. And I'll start real quick. Eric Cole ranks yeah, out number he, one for me in my model. Seventy eight hundred. Eric me. Cole. <laughs> and it's because he's first in uh, birdies are better gained. Uh, mm -hmm. nine, top 10, he's ninth in putting and 30th in ball striking. And he's been playing hot this year. He's been a, he's been a flashy name throughout. I'm yes, passing yes. on him because I don't like the leverage to price ratio there where he's, he's projected in the mid to high teens and I'm yep. going to pay $7,800. I just don't like that. So I'm passing on my number one. Uh, I love that you're starting to use leverage and price to, to ownership. And that's thank you, Obi-Wan. I'm proud of you. Uh, no, look, I don't. I don't disagree. It's the, it's why I'm not going to play Hideki because this isn't a week that I feel like I need to play someone who's 15, 16 percent owned. Um, and that's it. look, my top five is extremely chalky, which tells me that everyone else must be using the same stats that I'm using. Uh, which could is obviously maybe it's a good thing, or maybe I'm just as stupid as everyone else. We'll see. Uh, but. Yeah, my top five is very chalky because Hideki, like I said, 15, 16%. Eric Cole, 15%. He's my number two. Aaron Rye, 7,900, 16, 17%. Gee, I Doug, saw that. You know I love yeah. Aaron Rye. But that's the thing. There's there's guys that are breaching that 15% ownership range that I do not – like they're just not – and this is going to sound awful, but they're just not names that I'm willing to pay that type of ownership for. Uh, Doug Gim and Lucas Glover. Now, I will say <laughs> Lucas, Lucas Glover, Glover. Yeah, don't sleep Lucas, on Lucas. He's been playing, and I didn't realize it until I was looking at his recent results here. He's been playing sneaky good. Fifth at the Barbersall, T6 at John Deere, T4 at Rocket Mortgage. He did miss the cut at the Travelers, but then RBC Canadian, T20. He's had himself a nice little run here, but he's going to be almost 18% projected ownership at 8,200. I can't. I, it's, well, here's the thing. For, maybe, at, maybe, at those maybe. ownerships, I need you to win. <laughs> right. And that, well, that goes, that parlays into mine. I'll, I'll give you my number two, who I am going to play. And then I got a couple more I'll drop on you for my top, my top 10. Sung JM comes in at number two for me. And at 10,300, okay. he's only in the low teens in ownership. And he, he he's coming off of a, a 20th place finish at the open. And I said early on in the season, it's the season of M and the season of Kim. And I'm not going to bet against mm -hmm. him when the numbers shoot it out. So I'm going to play him my, now my third place finisher in Bud's top 10. Sepp Straka, I don't yes. think he's going to take his open charge. I saw an interview with him, and he was very proud of his finish. He was very excited. T2 is great play. You know, a wonderful yeah. paycheck, wonderful finish. I just see him kind of mentally checking out until the playoffs if he's up in that top 70 or just not having that bite that you need to win. So also I'm gonna, almost 19% owned. That's my point is I think people it's are awful. looking at his, I think, I think people are looking at his finish at the open and think he's going to ride that wave. Those waves yeah. crash on the way back over from on, across the pond, but across somebody who pond. I bust your balls about all the time, who I am going to look at, who is a little chalky, a little chalky for the seven K ranges. Chez exactly yep, he's fourth <laughs> in my model. He makes cuts. And mm -hmm. he's trending. This is the 3M open. Chez Reevy is that kind of name that pops out to me that goes, yes. oh, that sounds like a three. That sounds like a 3M open winner, or maybe like a John Deere lost in a playoff. So yeah. one, two, three, four. Eric Cole, no thank you. Sung Jay, come on down. Sep Straka, maybe next time. Chez Reevy, I like some of that. And since you gave me five, here's my fifth. Fifth in my model at 9,700. He won earlier this year, and he played very well at Hoylake, which is why I'm passing on him. I'm using the set model. Emiliano Grio, 
he's another uh, one who I think he caught there. lightning in a bottle earlier this year, and I think that confidence has stuck with him. Yep, he was another one of the guys who hit for me this past week. So, yeah, but I'm right there with you where he's around 9,700 and around 16% ownership is just uh, too rich for my blood on both those ends. What's uh, the bottom there, half of your 10 look like? So the bottom half of my 10 dirty. is where there, there <laughs> is some, real dirty. It does. It does. But there is some ownership value down here for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're going to start in the seventh because I, so Seb Straker was a sixth in my model. So we've already talked about him there. Uh, number seven in my model, though. At 7,600 and under 5% projected ownership, he's been just a cut maker, middle-of-the-pack finisher. Justin Suh, Sue, however yes, you say sir. that. Justin Suh. Suh. Uh, he's 7,600, under 5% ownership, 25 out of 30 cuts made, number one putter in the field, number two in proximity from 200-plus uh, approach shots. He's slowly becoming possibly my favorite play this week. Because he's a name who kind of—I remember back in the very beginning of this year, he—he was—he was—I'm not gonna say he was on fire, but he was a name that was popping early on as being consistent and what and good. And yeah. I, I like to see him finish out this season the way he started it. Let's put it this way: we've heard his name a lot more on television than you would expect from somebody who's not good. So I mean, I—I exactly. I, I don't, I don't hate that. Um, sixth in my model is somebody who's getting a hard pass, even though it's low ownership and would free up a bunch of cash up top i i'm done with the woos the woo train is over <laughs> yeah uh yeah, we wrote, we wrote that earlier we probably jumped off a stop too late but that's yeah okay. i can't do that but there is a bulldog in the field that i'll that i'll throw some love at because he too feels like he comes out in these kind of tournaments keith mitchell uh he's he does, not doesn't he's he? not highly owned i'm gonna trust yeah. the visor up there in minnesota and uh and i think i'm gonna give him some love uh it feels like a keith mitchell week he's seventh in my model eighth in my model I, mark hubbard Maybe okay. at Maybe. eight at eight at eighty three hundred, you know, it, it, and he seems to be a name that just I keep hearing people are picking and picking and picking, and maybe they know something mm. I don't, which is not you know too far outside the realm of possibility. But he's 14 percent projected right now. You know, yeah. Keith Mitchell five percent. Once again, I'm going rogue. Um, because I need I need mm. to shake things up this week. So and Keith, Keith, Keith Mitchell's you. looking loose already this week. Uh, he's I don't know if you saw he uh, I saw a video of him out there earlier signing autographs. He stuck around, signed all the autographs for all the kids. Like he just looked like he was enjoying himself, and like he just had like that kind of loose swagger about him. So yeah, Keith Mitchell does show up in these types of events. And then rounding out my top ten, I already said I'm passing on Hubbard at eight. I'm going to probably give both these guys a look, even though they both are actually, I want to say my number 10, Ludwig Aberg, you know, he's mm. the hot up and comer. He's the sexy name. Yeah. He, he's that guy that I think like, well, Matty Wolf did it here, you know, broke through early. Could Ludwig uh, break through early? He, you know, he came out just like Sam Bennett straight out of college, just kicking ass and taking names. And then 8,700 sitting at ninth, Sahit Thigala. He's and ninth I, in my model too. And I and, and I put him in the same category as Ludwig and you know Shay Shay Reevy Shez, where <laughs> this feel the 3M open sounds like your first win, you know, and he's been yeah. you know he's been so close. Um I, I just I just think Sahit the the start the stars are gonna align and maybe I mean he did he is coming off of back to back miss miss cuts, but before that his last miss cut was in October. So maybe he just doesn't. Maybe yep. his game just didn't travel over to the links course. He's going to come back home. He's going to find yeah, that. It takes time magic. to get used to that style of golf. 
Uh, but actually, a bo bonus pick because I know you love him. He's 11th in my model, 7,400. He, uh, he basically your boyfriend, Adam Svensson. Come on down, 3.7% <laughs> ownership. And because you're a friend of the show, uh, not legit, but we can talk. <laughs> we, uh, I, I think, I think Adam is going to get some looks from me as well. I'm cool with that. Uh, I know you are. Of... You're, you're, you're the, you're the president and founder. He's your Shane Lowry. You're the president and founder of the Adam Svensson fan club. I have been on him a lot, haven't I? Um, love you, as much pretty... as Ryan Harmon. <laughs> You've pretty much rounded out my top ten as well between uh, Revi and Thigala. Uh, the only other guy you haven't mentioned that's in my top 10 coming in at number 10 is Nate Lashley at 7,200, uh, around 5 6% ownership. Same thing. He's a guy who's just been making cuts recently. I mean, he missed the cut at the Travelers and the Charles Swab, but um, other than that, he's been right in the middle of the pack. And actually, he's got two top 25 finishes in this past five as well. So uh, Nate Lash Lashley feels like a name that could do well this week. And there's two other names that I just want to call attention to. They're not in my top five, uh, top 10, but they are in my top 20. Trevor Cohn down at 6,800, uh, around eight nine percent ownership. He finished T3 at the Barbersaw, uh, made some cuts at the Rocket Mortgage, RBC Canadian, and AT&T Byron Nelson. He actually finished T23 at the Byron Nelson, which uh, I don't think anybody, including myself, even noticed. You're talking about guys who might just show up and have some fun this week and, and, and make a name for themselves. Trevor Cohn feels like if there's going to be somebody you want to take a shot on down in that 6K range for some reason, take a shot with him. And then another guy who's been whose name has actually been kind of floating around at different times near the, the first two or three pages of the leaderboard. I don't know if you've been noticing, but for some reason his name keeps jumping out to me. Taylor Pendrith finishes six at the Barbersaw. He, he hasn't really splashed or like caught in any major TV attention, but I, I just keep seeing his name sticking around. He's making weekends. He, he's somewhere in that, you know, 20 to 30 range when, on those final two days. So Taylor Pendrith, uh, he's around 11% ownership, 20 out of 27 cuts made. I'll take a shot there. You seem to play him, and actually a buddy of mine plays him in this other in the other league that I'm in, and it's a name that haunts me because it's another one of those like I never play Taylor <laughs> Pendrith, even yep. when he even though we win the Canadian ranks out. But since you brought up a couple guys down low, real quick, Nikolai Hoygard. I've been big on the Hoygard brothers. He's he's uh, been playing since real him well. And Rasmus won back to back. His brother Rasmus, they're twins, then they won like back to back on the DP World Tour a year mm -hmm. or so ago. He seems to have found his form. He showed up at the Open. Go down a little bit further. And I, too, have Nate Lashley starred, and really all I said was makes more than he misses. He's trending well, and he treated me right in the past. Uh, yep. But even further on down, this guy played like shit at the John Deere, but he's 13th in my model, and it frees up a ton of cash up top, and that's Carson <laughs> Young, the other yeah. Carson. I don't think you're going to see uh, – or the other Young. I don't think you're going to see Cam Young show out this week. I think he's another one of those guys that he might be here because, I don't know, maybe he's working on something in his game. Maybe he just you know has to make one more appearance – but he's pretty solidified in what he's going to do in the postseason. But Carson Young, come on down. Uh, you can free up some cash so that maybe I can take a second look at Tony Finau, last year's winner. Yeah, and you know what? Just as we sat here, I finished my lineup. You're going to go down this week if DK actually uh... – cooperates uh yeah, that's some that, that's some baby back bullshit right there yeah i don't know what happened because we both put in our lineups we were in the same contest and then all of a sudden right at, at the first tee time i get a notification that our contest didn't run i don't know what the hell happened um i still have to go back and manually tally up uh bud scores for his players he get to give his lineup so we'll get that figured out uh and see i can do that too <laughs> well but no but i can do it like i know I you, you are the scorekeeper 
I, 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 no, no, I, because I was in an actual DK tournament because I, I did enter my lineup in one of the GPPs, so um, I can actually get to see what their actual DK scores were by just clicking on random teams and hoping I find your guys. This should be I a didn't, fun process. I didn't have this guy starred, but I guess I guess Vincent Norman is a name to look out for. I didn't say it, but okay. uh, eighty one hundred. Now I'm own that shit. Now. Well, You're he won the bar, he won the Barbasol a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. so, there we go. That's why. fly, dude. <laughs> Uh, he I know, that fly, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit a I'm gonna edit a video of that fly taking shots at you like a World War II dive bomber or something. It's oh, gonna be a fun Jesus. time. That's, that's, maybe that'll be a short this week. He won the Barbasol <laughs> with 14.3 strokes gain total. That's an ass kicking right there. So yeah, keep, be on the lookout for Vincent Norman. I mean, listen, what did we throw out? 25, 30 names out of the 150. There's bound to be something good in there. Come on, work with us. Hey, that's low. That's low for us. We usually throw out more. <laughs> yeah, I had the under. Uh, anybody else out there worth bringing up? Uh, Probably, but I don't think we need to. Yeah, I don't think we need to. At the end, at this, yeah, at this point, I've let, let's stick with our or our tight group. I think on a week like this week, let's not get crazy with it. That fly is certainly not right, right on your head right time. now. That was fantastic. Akshay is withdrawn. My heart is broken. Yeah. Uh, but put your, put your faith in JT. I didn't, I didn't mention it because he yeah. didn't rank out in my model, but Justin Thomas, he needs it. So do I, so does America. And this fly <laughs> is going to fucking make me lose it. Take us home. I am going to take us home because that's going to do it for us here on divots and pivots uh, every Tuesday here at eight o'clock on fantasy sports corporation on YouTube here on Facebook, on Twitter. That's where you can find all of us at divots and pivots at fantasy sports corp at this buzz for you and at real Mr. Mallard. We love you guys. We will see you next week. Enjoy the 3M open if that's what you choose to do this week. 